Hello and welcome to Paincast, conversations on pain and physiotherapy. This podcast is brought to you by the Pain Science Division of the Canadian Physiotherapy Association. I'm Tiffany, a therapy student at the University of Toronto. I had the pleasure and privilege to attend the annual Canadian Physiotherapy Association Congress in Quebec City last month in July. This episode serves two purposes. First is to bring a part of the Congress to you. During Congress, I had the opportunity to meet some of the leaders in our profession, and you will get to, in a way, meet them through this episode. Second, I hope to showcase what our CPA, provincial branches, and CPA division leaders are working on, and I hope this facilitates cohesion within the profession. I asked these leaders about what they're working on, what they hope to see in the profession, what they like about getting involved, why they wanted to take on these roles, and way we as physiotherapists and students can get involved. I decided to split the 10 interviews into two episodes because of the length of these interviews. This is part one of the two-part series on leaders in physiotherapy, featuring the CPA and two provincial branches. Part two will feature six divisions of the CPA. I'm really excited about this episode and I hope you'll enjoy it. I've added timestamps of each interview in the episode description if you'd like to jump around the interviews. Here we go. We're here at the Exhibitor Hall. I have the pleasure to interview Oren, the president of the OPA. Thank you so much for being willing to be interviewed. Can you introduce your background, your practice and your role with the OPA? I'm a physiotherapist, graduated in 1996 and currently the president of OPA. I work at the Hamilton Health Sciences right now as a manager and uh, physio in many different areas. Amazing. What do you like about the OPA? OPA is really great in bringing physios together, physio assistants as well. We advocate for improving physiotherapy for Ontarians. We try to promote physio to government. Very challenging job, but that's part of the fun of it. So you enjoy the challenging part of it. Would you like to elaborate a little more? What has been the most enjoyable parts of being in this role? Meeting many people. It's For me, it's working outside of my comfort zone. Uh, I'm not a usual talkative type of person. So it's, it's interesting to go meet people. It's uh, similar clinical interests, maybe sim- similar agendas to promote physio to government Uh, so it's really working together learning new things new networks uh, hopefully improving the profession yeah that's right a big part of the opa is to advocate for physiotherapists and improving the profession can you highlight some of the things that you have been working on or you have worked on we continue to work on Uh, scope of practice of course Uh, we want to continue maximizing our scope we help uh, discuss the future of its clinical specialty or advanced practice physios we of course push for funding physios don't get paid enough so we push for that as well if it's through government or insurance we continue trying to do positive advocacy working with partners from different professions which we have really the same goals. So we try to be positive advocates for the profession. That's a lot to do and a lot of talking. And you mentioned you're not a particularly talkative person. What inspired you to be in this role? If we don't take uh, charge of our profession, nobody will. So really, as physios, we need to advocate for physios. Nobody else will. And... When I started in my practice, I wasn't as involved in the profession, but really, if we don't step up, nobody will step up for us. So we need to be active, What everybody, whatever they're comfortable and interested, 
not, not everybody wants to be a board member or a president, but every role is important. Committee members, volunteers, everybody's important. So I just chose to be a little bit differently involved. I do really appreciate and look up to people who are willing to take that initiative and be in these leadership positions to advocate for our profession. Last question for you. How do you relate with your OPA members? As president, I have the privilege of writing letters to our members. I don't know if anybody actually reads them, but I can write them. People email me. 95% of the time it's complaints, and that's okay too. Uh, but that's part of our role in, in OPA. So really trying to reach out, coming to conferences like this, OPA conference. I'm going to the Physio North conference, an annual meeting, so it will be great to see people there as well. So just trying to be involved and available. That's great. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for doing this. All right. So Courtney just joined us, me and Oren. And uh, we OPA have the great honor to have him as the president-elect. Would you like to say something, Oren? He'll be way better than me. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. It's an honor, actually. It's an honor and big shoes to fill following in Oren's footsteps. I think, I think as was said to the, in today's Ina Graham um, Award recognition was around the fact that Oren has brought a whole new kind of approach, and I think that it's exactly what, what the association needed. So I think, I think congrats to Oren for the work that he's done. The OPA is so grateful to have both of you to be serving us. Corneep, before we go into more detailed questions, can you introduce a little bit of uh, yourself, your background, your practice, and what you're doing as president-elect? Yeah, so thank you, Tiffany. So yes, I'm Courtney Bean. I'm a physiotherapist, graduated from the University of Toronto. Um, after I graduated, I was a neurophysio in Hawaii and then an orthopedic physio in California before returning um, back to Toronto where I've had primarily leadership roles and I'm currently the Vice President Street Solutions and Partnerships at VHA Home Healthcare. So very much the lens of how home and community care helps to kind of transform the whole healthcare system. So I am also the President-elect of the Ontario Physio Association, which is a huge honor. I've been heavily involved with the association, actually from the days when I was a student in setting up the National Student Assembly, and then upon my return to Canada with Home Care Advisory Council, a four-year stint on the board previously before now coming back as, as the president-elect. So very excited to be so connected with the uh, association and honored to be in the role that I'm entering into. Amazing. You do bring into the position a lot of experience, a lot of working expertise in different areas. And you were on the CTD, the Central Toronto District Executive Board. Can you... Describe a little bit of your journey of being involved in the CTD and then eventually at the OPA. Well, so actually, interestingly enough, I was involved at OPA from a Home Care Advisory Council. When I joined the board, I was the board advisor to the Central Toronto District. And then after my, I finished on the board, I continued with the CTD and maintained my position and presence at the table with CTD um, and now back on the board again. Because, you know, really, the role of the, of the districts is such a vital role for us to understand what's going on across the province that it's great to hear. It's great to be able to share back information from the board back to the districts as well so that members of the association really know what's going on. I see, I see. Throughout these experiences, what do you love about being involved? Um, I, th I think similar to what Oren was talking about, you know, there is this, this aspect of giving back to the profession and, and this kind of need to see our profession thrive and feeling I have, I have an accountability, a piece of, <laughs> a piece of the work to do with it. Um, the people we work with who are volunteers, who are part of the association, who have these leadership roles are, are phenomenal. And I, I have to say that the cohesiveness within PT is quite amazing. And so, you know, working with really dedicated individuals, be it them in the office or be them other volunteers on the board, on committees, on districts, is, is a lot of fun. It, 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 you know, there is an element of fun to this work. It's, it's work, it's busy. I'm sure Oren can say <laughs> it's probably been a very, very busy time for him, but... Um... 
It is busy, and I guess the key is we're volunteers. We don't get paid for this. Uh, sometimes it actually costs us money to come to these things. Uh, there's no stipend for us. It just we believe in the profession, and people like Courtney, who's been involved really from day one of uh, his physio career, it's just amazing to see people like that. So it, we're just lucky to have Courtney and many, many others who were before us and will come after it after us and the new students that are at conferences, OPA, CPA and other branches, that's the future, those who are to come to these conferences and get involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree, I agree. I do echo a lot about what you said, meaning the people within the profession, I got a little bit of a taste of that during interaction and I saw how cohesive this profession is. It's such a warming community. So I really enjoyed being in the presence of my colleagues and future colleagues. As president-elect, what are something that you are working on right now? So I'd say all the work still sits with Oren <laughs> at the moment, but, but, but really it is going to be a lot of continuing the work that he is doing when he transfers over. You know, a lot of things that he had brought up, the important things around you know, our scope of practice being a really big element that's going to be something that it will be a big focus. I 100% I, I agree around how physios are being paid and what physios are being paid, and we have to continue to advocate along those lines. Um, I feel we don't see our clinicians being compensated the way they should be for the excellence and their knowledge and what they contribute. And you know, I think it's something that the association really will continue to advocate for and continue to work on. Um, there, there are several elements that fit within kind of the strategic plan for CPA and then for OPA that will definitely need to move forward. Um, you know, another important piece is, you know, around the aspect of diversity within the profession is another piece that I think is an, is an important element that even though it surrounds the work of the strap plan for OPA, we need to see how it's going to be realized as we move forward. So, so, so there's multiple things. That, that's just a few. <laughs> Thank you so much for volunteering your time out of your practice to tackle all of these big, big issues. Really appreciate it. Courtney, you appear as a person who is very approachable. A lot of people come say hi to you. You know a lot of people. How do you utilize this to connect with the members of the OPA? Yeah. One second, I just need to say that I met Courtney a few years ago, and he is one of the smartest, nicest people I've ever met. Just don't tell him that, because his head will really swell. But you know, so, some people are just easy to talk to. They're very smart. They know a lot. And that's Courtney. And that's what why, that's why everybody talks to him. Thanks so much, Oren. Um, now I'm trying to keep humble. <laughs> you know, but, um, no pressure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so I, I think this is just me, and, and I do like interaction with people. I do, you know, I've always said, yeah, I'm kind of a people leader in terms of I really like to see growth within my teams. I like my, I like my, my staff to feel I've got their back, and, and that's always been kind of the person I am. And I think it's really beneficial in this role. You know, Orrin was talking about, you know, going to the different conferences that happen all across and how you interact and really kind of pull the province and you know, everyone working in the province together to feel like one. Um, is it's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of travel. It's a lot of travel outside of the time when you should be working in your daytime job and things along those lines. But it kind of fuels the fire, it reminds you of why you're doing this, reminds us of why the association's around, it kind of drives you to really want to see the improvement when you see what people do. I, I always remember um, David Walton when he did his tour across Canada and I always remember you know when he came back to report on what some of the the patients, the people in communities I talked to, what they had to say about physio, about how physio saved their life, just didn't help their life or improve their life. It reminded me of why we're all doing this and what great value we bring. So in this role, how we support our members, how we support the physios, I think is an important piece. And I think that having this kind of ease of rapport, <laughs> I think will come in handy. 
It's really a pleasure for me to have the opportunity to talk to two very passionate, very competent, capable leaders in our profession. Before we end, do you have any final words you want to make sure everyone hears it? I think, you know, I think also, I'm not trying to copy everything Oren says, but, 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 but it is around the fact that I think, you know, everyone should look at what can they do to contribute. And I think everyone has something to contribute. People often feel, I'm not in a leadership position at work means I'm not really a leader. Everyone's a leader. I think physios actually are well suited to be leaders and they lead. Often they're leading in their clinic where they work, they're leading in their hospital. So leadership isn't just sitting on the association, it isn't just you know having a role as a manager, supervisor. You can be a clinical leader and you're driving some change within where you work. You're advocating by showing who you are to a large number of individuals and you're representing physio. So everyone has the opportunity to really represent the association well and to have leadership roles. What I will say, contrary to what I just said, is the association needs volunteers. <laughs> and, I, and I do highly recommend that people consider how can they volunteer in their district, how can they volunteer in, in um, committees as part of the association. It's a great experience. And so I think people will really enjoy it if they get into it. What are the concrete ways of volunteering with the association? Call into the office. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, or email president at opa.on.ca or something similar to that. Just check the OPA website. We advocate to patients from day one because we believe and we support them. So advocacy doesn't change. It just starts when we graduate. And some people choose to advocate at different levels through the association, committees. Uh, that's a great way for people to start, just contribute to a committee. And then you could choose to be di in districts. So there's lots of ways to be involved. I guess I want to say is also maybe if you're not involved, don't be a distractor from the work that the associations and others do, because that can affect the whole profession as a whole. And, and that's, I guess, the reality of our world today. We do a lot of great things. There's lots we need to improve as an association. But we are here. We help all physios, members or not. Great points, Oren. I agree. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, our pleasure. Thanks so much, Tiffany. Thank you so much, Jeff, for agreeing to be interviewed after the Congress. And to start off, can you introduce yourself, your background, and your role with your branch? You bet. Well, thanks, Tiffany. It's my pleasure to be here. Uh, my name is Jeff Schneider, and I've been a physio for a long time, so I, I wear multiple hats. So one, from a branch uh, perspective, I'm the chair of the Alberta Physiotherapy Association, or I should say the Alberta Association of Physiotherapy, or the AAP. Uh, we're a newly formed association again. Uh, back in January 2022, we, we came to life uh, after being one with our college for 10 years or so. Uh, so Bill 46 said it's time for associations and colleges to separate out, uh, into separate entities. And so, you know, we, we came to life at that point in time. I'm also an academic, so I, I hold an adjunct assistant professor position at the Department of Radiology, Cummings School of Medicine at the University of Calgary, where I have very teaching and research roles there. Uh, I had adjunct at McMaster University, uh, UBC, uh, Andrews University in the US, uh, and I also have the pleasure of teaching the next generation of physios at University of Alberta. So I'm teaching assistant there under a colleague, uh, Dr. Jeff Bostick. So wearing you know those multiple hats, I'm also a clinic owner of Evidence Sport and Spine, uh, physiotherapy in Calgary, Alberta here, uh, where I take on an advanced practice physiotherapist role, uh, which is exciting and, and hopefully some of the wave of the future within our profession. You do wear many hats. And <laughs> even as a clinician researcher, I'm, I bet that is very busy and very exciting, of course, enough. But uh, the fact that you take on the role as the president of the AAP as a newly formed association, that's very impressive. So were you the first president of the AAP then? 
Yep, the first president of the AAP, uh, the APA, which was somewhere roughly around 2010 and before, you know, had multiple presidents and boards and so forth. But then r- roughly right around 2010 or 2012 or so, the uh, College of Physical Therapists of Alberta and the Alberta Physiotherapy Association at the time formed one group, and that was ended up being called Physiotherapy Alberta. And so Bill 46 came out roughly around 2020, uh, which stated that there was a certain amount of time. I think it was about a two-year time frame where the health professions that did not have separate associations and colleges were required to uh, split, really, and show evidence of two two working bodies that way. So that's that's how we came about. So as the first president of the AAP, and it's been about a year or so, what have you been working on? Oh, it has been busy. It's been it's been exciting, but very busy. So as you can imagine, when you start an association again, you need to get your bylaws in order and, and have your board, you know, selected by sort of an arm's length group that uh, was in Alberta. And, and then, you know, you gain your priorities, you strategically plan. And then thankfully, we hired uh, CEO uh, Jen Pantaluk back in early November, late October. So that that that's been one of our biggest strides is 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 to have some of Jen's caliber on board to help us operationalize our strategic plan and and guide us in the future. So it's been very very busy, and that could be from web, website development to uh, surveying our membership to see what their needs are, uh, gaining a membership. Right, so you start from zero members, and you've got to work your way up to be able to work as a large group to for the profession. And really, it's, it's all about associations work is really all about advancing the profession and being the face of the profession in Alberta uh, and showing what wonderful things physios can do. And so it's been a very, very busy year and a half. And we have uh, even more planned uh, for, the, for the future. So it's been pretty exciting. Can you share some of the plans? Yeah, you bet. So, so you know, we've, uh, if Jen was here, she probably could paint a, a, a really nice picture of our strategic plan over the next three to five years. But professional development and advocacy are really the two prime topics that we want to engage in as an association. And a, a lot of that work is around uh, advocacy with governments. That could be the Insurance Bureau of Canada that could be met with, which we'll be meeting with them very soon. We've met with the Minister of Health Office in, in our province to discuss the value of physiotherapy and healthcare. We've met with the um, really the government branch of insurance to discuss motor vehicle accident protocols and, and ways moving forward. So we've made a lot of government relations, which which I don't know how much uh, was done in the past because it's, it's been it's been a lot of years. So, so we've made a lot of relations there. We started subcommittees around advocacy and around professional development. So we've got, we, we're looking to hopefully host a conference, uh, a provincial conference within the next year as a, a major form of professional development for Alberta physios and beyond. We are working with some groups looking at physiotherapy in the ER is a big topic that's come about uh, in Alberta as well as other provinces. And there are a number of positions available that Alberta Health Services are hiring physios for those positions. And so we would like to work alongside them to really help promote, develop, educate clinicians, especially in that public sector. Uh, where we really aim to gain a much better relationship with our publicly uh, with our public members. Uh, I mean, traditionally across the board, if you look at all of the branches across Canada, you're going to have, for the most part, more private practice members than you will public practice members. And we really want to change that. I mean, we feel we can be representative and assist all of the physios in Alberta, private or public uh, interests. And we really want to get to 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 sort of work with our public members and see what we can offer them and and help them with growth and professional development, as well as advocate for their roles within a public system. That is a lot of things to work on. And that seems to be really exciting, considering the context of the newly formed AAP and also the needs of the Alberta physiotherapists. And also, you know, again, advocating for the value of physiotherapy within the province. That's really exciting. Mm-hmm. You have multiple hats and you own a clinic, you're a clinician researcher, you're an adjunct lecturer. What inspired you to take on this role? Oh, inspiration. I mean, well, you know, I've the people that have come before me, there's been some uh, wonderful mentors clinically uh, that, that, that have mentored me from, you know, the late 90s when I graduated from McMaster 
uh, right right on forward. But if, if I go right back to my physio student days, uh, you know, and I think a lot of a lot of young physios today and, you know, physios that have been around can relate to this. You know, I had some excellent professors at McMaster that really enjoyed my time there in my post-professional physio degree. And, and you know, the list goes on of the, of the researchers and academics at Mac that really had a good clinical relationship, Paul Stratford being one for sure. You know, Paul Stratford was a, a major mentor of mine amongst others from McMaster. So when I started off in the profession, I really had this sort of mix between you know, how do I take evidence-based practice and get it into the clinic? And it was just one of those things that kept driving me to that clinician scientist role, really, right? You know, I had the late, uh, wonderful Carol Kennedy, um, you know, Jan Lowcock, you know, Maureen Mooney, Laurie Matthews. I mean, the list goes on of clinicians that, that mentored me. And then you go to the academic side, where Carolyn Emery, wonderful colleague here at UC, my wife, Catherine, who, uh, who we followed our footsteps together through uh, academia and clinical work. And she's in a you know very powerful researcher in the world of concussion internationally. You know, so she's, uh, you know, I look up to her uh, very much so as far as continuing to push the envelope of how can we take physios and put them into these roles where we would benefit the entire healthcare system and really improve the lives of so many people around the world. So that's just to name a few, you know, I think that that have inspired me to to continue to work hard every day. And does that inspiration also propelled you to take on the president role of the AAP because you want to advance the profession? You know, it, it really has. I, I mean, at the end of the day, when interviews went out for board positions for the AAP, and I interviewed amongst probably 30-ish different people. And when I was selected for the board, uh, they had the, the group that did the interviews called me and said, you know, we'd really like you to be the chair. It didn't even dawn on me that that, you know, was a position available. But of course, I had, I've served on numerous boards uh, before of, of different from sporting organizations to professional organizations. And, and so I thought I was honored to be even, you know, considered for that position. So it was a no-brainer to, to accept that offer. But I've really got to credit the rest of our board is wonderful people, hard workers, innovative, um, really have their 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 heart in the right place to advance the profession. So it's really as a, as a group, along with our CEO, Jen, that, you know, I'm looking forward to working with. I think we're going to accomplish some great things along with our members. Looks like you're having a really great time in this association because you have so many awesome colleagues working towards the same goals, towards the same aspirations. Oh, very much so. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a common goal. There's different ideas, right? Everyone comes out with a different lens, some from a public practice lens, some from private practice lens, and all the different subdisciplines within our profession. But but that real common goal to to utilize physiotherapy to its um, maximum potential within the healthcare system, especially in traditional teams, uh, is a really common goal of all those on the board, and and they sort of come at it with a, a high level of of thinking and energy so it's been it's been a joy how do physiotherapists and physiotherapy students in alberta participate in the cause of the aap oh no that's a great question we've got an awesome group uh, here in alberta and i don't want to be biased just because i teach at u of a um but we really do uh jen uh and jeff so so jeff bostick's a prop at u of a and he's on our board and and i teach with him it's his course that he runs at u of a that i that I'm the, the lead for the Calgary site because at U of A Physio School, they've got satellite uh, sites. So Calgary has approximately 20 students, uh, you know, living and working in Calgary and we work in the lab together and we uh, work with U of A through video conference. And so it's like we're right there in Edmonton. It's like Edmonton's right there in Calgary. So it, it's a really wonderful concept. It's worked really well over the last 10 years. But the students are so energetic, great ideas, you know, much more tech savvy than, than uh, you know, the old guard like myself. And so we've engaged them in social media. We've engaged them for feedback. Uh, you know, we've, uh, we've had representation at, you know, some of their graduation luncheons and really have reached out to say, you know, you guys are the, are the wave of the future. And you see the profession as you see it now. You see what you would like to be in in 20, 30 years and where the profession needs to be in that period of time. So we really tried to engage and look to continue to engage them a lot more. That's amazing. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure.
And, you know, and thanks for doing, uh, doing these type of podcasts, which I think, because I think that it, it gets the word out there. You, you know, you're asking great questions that I think will be valuable for others to piggyback on and keep, keep the movement going in the right direction. Thank you, Jeff. I am recording this post-conference. Amanda has so kindly agreed to reconnect after the conference. Thank you very much for taking your time to reconnect and do the interview for us. Amanda, can you introduce your background, where you practice, and your role with the CPA? Perfect. Thanks, Tiffany. It's a pleasure. Thanks for asking me. I am Amanda DeShasteline. I'm a physiotherapist. I've been one for many years. I won't elaborate. Um, I've worked in hospitals with adults and kids uh, for many years and with sports teams from universities. And uh, my particular passion is pediatrics. So I'm currently working at the Alberta Children's Hospital with children who are like newborns all the way through 18 years of age with their families, covering kind of few clinics, outpatient orthopedics, complex pain clinic, neonatal follow-up clinic, and burn clinics. So I've just completed a two-year term as president of CPA. Uh, it's been a month, and I've entered my final year, my sixth year on the CPA board. So that's my background. It sounds like you're the jack of all trades. You can do a little bit of everything with the peds, but also you were just a past CPA president. So it's so happy to have you on this podcast. How long have you been involved with the CPA? Um, I've been a member of the CPA for many, many years. When I was a student, I was involved just locally with my classmates, attending a few things, and then uh, joined as a new grad. And when I more recently came back to clinical practice, I, again, I'd been away from it for a little while for family commitments, and I rejoined the CPA at that time. So it's been a few years and I just really wanted to see if I could join the board and try to advance the profession somehow, because I was feeling like, well, ever since I joined the profession, I wished we had a more prominent role in the healthcare system. And, and now it seems like we're moving in that direction. So taken a while, but um, yeah, I hope I've had a hand in helping that happen. So, yeah. That's really cool. What do you like about CPA? Oh my goodness. The CPA has evolved quite a bit since I joined the board. It had been coming out of some financial stressful times um, when I first joined the board. And so we were kind of building back up. And I think uh, it's evolved so much. Just as we were starting to, you know, kind of get everything together to move things in the direction we wanted, the pandemic hit. So we all know how challenging that was. So it felt like we were, you know, taking a few steps forward and a few steps back. And then once we kind of had to, we had to scale things back, the board didn't want to uh, risk the association. And so we made some strategic decisions so that we would get through because many, many associations and many companies, you know, they didn't know what to expect and we didn't either. So we had to cut back on many things that we would have liked to have seen go through, but we just had no idea how it was going to go. So thankfully we came out of the pandemic with a solid financial situation. And we were also able to use our rainy day funds that is part of our bonus of having our insurance system. We had a bit of a nest egg from how the program works and we were able to offer discounts to our members. And that was really, uh, felt really good because, you know, our members are why we exist and we are all the CPA and, um, and being able to do that at that time felt very meaningful and was important for the board. Then the PCE crisis kind of hit ahead. Um, it was it always been a crisis, but then when Caper stopped offering the exam, so so there was another challenge, and then we had uh, a change in CEOs. So, but through all that, uh, we've really been able to um, the staff as well as the board have really you know had our sights set ahead on where do we want to go, and that was the strategic plan and putting that together. And there's so many things you know, that you can consider strategically. And it's challenging to limit. But the truth of the matter is there's only so many funds to go around and you have to make decisions and some things have to be sequential. So we'll likely tweak, you know, things here and there in the strategic plan um, as we go because you want to 
uh, respond in the right way and make sure you're setting the right direction. And we're already starting to look ahead beyond 2025, like where do we need to go next? And the Congress we were just at was really helpful in giving us uh, all ideas on the AI piece and and, and healthcare delivery models and how can we do things differently and oh yes and we had the minister of health who kind of had our ear for a while which was or we had his ear for a while which was fabulous so um so the cpa i'm super proud of where we come from and where we're going and that's all thanks to all the members all the volunteers the board the staff i just think we're we're up for some exciting times earlier you mentioned one of the things you wanted to see for physiotherapy is that it has a little more prominent role in the healthcare. Is that one of the reasons that propelled you to take on the president's role? And I don't know, particularly during the pandemic or there, what inspired you to be in this role? I was elected to the board in 2018. So it was about just almost two years before the pandemic. So I wasn't foreseeing that that would be the case. And I wasn't foreseeing being president at that time, just because I just wanted to learn, you know, there's a lot of things going on at the board. There's the governance piece and, um, and the, uh, you know, fiduciary responsibility, all the finances, and as well as the insurance program and all of those pieces. So I think what I really wanted to do was I really wanted to see if I could somehow at an association level raise awareness or find out how the organization works and how I could help the board in supporting those changes to be made. Um, I kind of didn't you know, I, I, I had never been a part of a board before, but I had been involved and, and gone to CPA events and, you know, uh, had division membership and things. So it just felt like the right thing to do at that time. And, and it was kind of like um, uh, Samantha Nutt stepping out and, and, you know, getting on that plane. And she didn't really know that she was going to found War Child Canada down the road. So in 2018, I wasn't expecting to, you know, take on the presidency, it kind of evolved. And I'm really happy that I did. And, and like they always say with volunteering, you get so much more out of it, uh, or you get as much out of it as you put into it. And it really, I've learned so much, I've grown in ways that, you know, I wouldn't necessarily had it just stayed in my clinical practice as is, I've managed to learn and meet a whole lot of more people like you and these amazing young grads who are, are up and coming and are the future of the profession. So if it, in any way I can kind of help inspire or uh, encourage you to just step into roles, step into things that, you know, might not feel 100% comfortable, but you, you know that you can, you can do it. That's all it takes is that courage and passion. And, you know, anybody can do this. If I can do it, anybody can. <laughs> So as the past year, you're still involved with the CPA as a member of the board of directors. So obviously you enjoyed doing that and want to stay in touch and con continues to be involved. What are some of the things that you're looking ahead that you're excited about that this board is going to do? Well, that's a really good question. Well, I was fortunate to be invited back to the board with a change in bylaws. We have a maximum of six years that we can do on our board. And because my term on the board sort of straddled the old governance documents and the new ones, I actually stepped into a role where my term would finish in 2023. So I wasn't guaranteed a position, but we had a position open and the board did ask for me to stay so I could provide a little bit of that history because the next person on the board's most amount of experience, I believe, is three years. So having somebody with a little more history is helpful. Um, I'm most excited after Congress, the board went to a really unique place. It was called um, the Musée uh, de Première Nation. So it was a First Nations hotel, beautiful site. It has a whole museum around the Wendak peoples and their history. There was an elder there who was able to welcome us. And in that environment, we were able to have some meetings and we were just looking ahead. It was not, it was not a meeting where we were approving a bunch of different uh, motions for governance or anything like that. It was really a looking forward strategic plan. Like a year ago, actually the same day, we were in Ottawa and we were kind of pulling together the pieces of the strategic plan. And a year later, 
already, despite having a new CEO, the staff have been incredible. I did not think that we would be nearly where we were with the CEO stepping back at the end of August last year. So it was really exciting to see how far we'd come. And what I'm most excited is to have been around this past weekend and talked with the board and just blue sky, you know, what are the things we need to keep our eye on? Where do we need to be thinking about? What are things that we don't want to miss and we want to jump on? And how can we best set up the CPA to continue to be a leader for healthcare associations, especially for allied health? And how can we increase our membership? How can we represent the best we can? How can we best uh, work with not only our counterparts through the branches and the divisions to deliver the best that we can in terms of services to Canadians all over the, the country who need our help? And how can we do that in a way that's going to be, we're, we're not missing anything. We're, we're thinking about the AI, we're thinking about delivery models, we're thinking about all of those pieces. So, um, and advocacy obviously is, is wrapped up in that, but we have the years of uh, people who want solutions and that's really, really important. So I don't know if that answers your question, but um, I'm super excited to be there for another year. And hopefully just as I step away, you know, the momentum can just keep going. There are lots of things to think about. So connecting with members throughout the pandemic, now coming out of the pandemic, do you find that has been a challenging thing to do? How do you connect with the CPA members? Well, that's a really good question. Um, through the pandemic, it was challenging, but I do have to say that when we pivoted, I mean, it was really disappointing on so many levels for so many people in 2020, all these things that we had planned was actually our 100th anniversary in 2020. So we were supposed to be in Ottawa in May of 2020, celebrating our 100th anniversary. You know, we were going to have a big, since I'm an Ottawa grad, uh, a big reunion. There was going to be so much stuff going on. And we know how that went. Uh, but we pivoted to online. And that was a really unique way to connect with people. And I think people were so... Des not desperate, but just so eager to connect that they did join. And it was a different experience. You know, you, were, you weren't walking halls and navigating like actual buildings, but we were kind of moving around and, and doing those, uh, those little um, geocaching and getting points in different places by going into different rooms and connecting that way. So, so that was really exciting for me because although I had a chance and opportunity to connect over Zoom and over phone calls with division chairs and with branch people and their uh, executive staff, there wasn't a lot of opportunity to connect one-to-one. -one. And that happened for the first time since the pandemic in um, fall, November of 2022, when we pretty much brainstormed our strategic plan, we gave uh, the branches and divisions sort of a view of our direction, but we wanted help with how we were going to implement those pieces. Like we, we were setting the direction, but we didn't know exactly how we were going to get there. And the involvement of the branches and the divisions were absolutely key. So that was a really exciting time to be in that room and to share that with the branches, divisions and their staff. And to see the excitement that we felt as a board and the staff we're feeling as a board as we were coming up with this and the possibilities, that was truly exciting. And then to know that we were all going to be in Quebec, I didn't know if I'd be there as just a guest, like a regular member, or if I would be here on the board. And it turned out with the timing, I was asked to be on the board. And so I was there as a member of a board, which was a real privilege. And I was so excited because I got to connect particularly with many members that I hadn't seen in a while but also with the new grads and the new uh, new students that are coming through. And that was really exciting to me because early in my career, I lived in Kingston and worked in Kingston. And that was one of the places that I worked with the sports teams. And I actually taught some classes in the pediatric program at Queens. And so I've always taken students. I've always had a real affinity for helping students kind of like just look at the possibilities and wanting to kind of like Diana, you know, to be inspiring and to be inspired, you know. Um, and so I don't know if I would have put it that way, but but just try to, you know, what do you need to know? How can I help? And so I really found that I had been in Dubai for the World Physiotherapy General Meeting, which happens every four years to represent Canada, which was a true honor. And I also 
also was able to stay for the World Congress, which was fantastic. And I met like members from all over the world, uh, spoke to lots of researchers, lots of clinicians. It was quite incredible. And I happened to meet two recent grads from McGill who were actually there, which totally impressed me because when I thought back to my, you know, I mean, times were different. Um, in the early 90s, you weren't able to hop a plane and go anywhere. And so it was just a, it was wonderful to see such engagement from such young, you know, uh, just starting out physios. And through them, I was able to meet their colleagues and, and meet you and other students who I'm so impressed that you were there, you know, when you're partway through your program. I mean, I think it's amazing. I, I would love for more of you to do it. And I think one of the students mentioned that they were able to get some credits for attending. And I think that's brilliant. The more we can get people involved, I'm hoping that they had so much fun and saw such a benefit in the opportunities to network and learn about different things and maybe think think differently, um, you know, that they're never going to want to miss a Congress. <laughs> so I hope to see all of you in Vancouver next spring. So I think, um, again, I went on a bit of a rant, but yeah, just being able to connect to the members is, is so critical. We've had so few opportunities to do so in person, um, but I think Quebec really made up for it. And I'm hoping Vancouver is going to be even bigger. So the CPA may have an impression on physios that it's like the highest level of involvement because there is the provision branches and then there are the divisions that you can join but like the CPA is just another level high up there. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice on how people can get more involved with the CPA? How would they do so? What are some of the opportunities there? Oh, that's a really, really good question. This is awesome. So, um, you know, our organization's actually quite different than many others. When it was founded, it was founded as the Canadian Physiotherapy Association. And when people joined, they became a member of the national organization. Secondarily, they are members of whichever province they belong to. So you being in Ontario, you're automatically a member of the Ontario Physiotherapy Association. Me being in Alberta, I'm automatically a member of now the Alberta Association of Physiotherapy. And so you can get involved at the division level, at the branch level, and the CPA. I think if you have a particular passion for an area or you just want to learn more about it, then I would highly encourage you to reach out to the chair of a division. If it's orthopedics, if it's sport, if it's seniors, pediatrics, whatever it be, and maybe see, you know, what is there to do? And I know that they are so, you know, what is there to learn? How can I help? Is there is there an event going on in the community and I can volunteer? And, and again, there you're going to network and meet with people within your own community doing things that might interest you. You can also volunteer at the branch level. So uh, every branch has uh, an executive, like a board. So again, you can get involved at that level and sort of, again, be recruiting volunteers to help with events and kind of see how the province works. And provincial politics are, are different than national politics. And, and we really need engaged members to help advance, advocate through the branch to their local governments because funding for healthcare is provincial. So um, the CPA, we are here to support the branches and we, you know, this sort of symbiotic kind of how can we help and how, you know, how can we support and vice versa? What are you doing to make sure that we're putting the most effort into the right area and we're not going off all in different directions so that we're kind of unifying that voice and the messages are consistent and getting through. But honestly, you can volunteer any at any level. And if you're curious about the, the Canadian Physiotherapy Association and volunteering at that capacity, again, I would suggest you get in touch with the, the president and they can kind of figure out where, where they can help send you to whatever you're interested in or even starting at the local branch or divisions, because the divisions are actually part of CPA. So the branches are separately incorporated and we have agreements with the branches, but the divisions are actually, there are members and they're not something separate. They are part of CPA um, and they are our unique powerhouse of educational or those topic specific experts. 
and we can't do our job. We can't fulfill the strategic plan without those people and allowing them to just help us work on that education piece and those content experts on those areas is, is really important. But divisions and CPA are kind of one. And as an umbrella, all of the branches are members within us, but they also operate separately. So there's a bit of autonomy, a bit of independence on that area, but there's volunteering throughout is wonderful. And our current president, Alison Steeney, was president of Saskatchewan branch for a while as well in her past. So, you know, she kind of had the branch experience and then brought it up to the board at CPA, which has been, you know, it's going to be great. So, yeah. Hope that answers your question. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so excited. Like I'm so impressed that somebody um, that has so much going on. I know how, like, I was like, you've got like 24 months in a row of, of school. Like I can't imagine packing my four years into like two solid years and then taking this extra stuff on. Like, I think it's brilliant. And I love that you have the skills to do a podcast and you have a very um, easy interview style. You're really, you know, easy to talk to and approachable. And I love, for me, ever since I joined the board, I've always said, you know, we are one. It doesn't matter if you're a neurophysio or you're a whatever physio. We are all we are all physio and we are together. And if we can come together and recognize that we are that one, then then we can move mountains. But if we're all talking different things at different times, no one's going to hear it and we're not going to be able to move that bar. So. um So, yeah, so I loved hearing you say that, bringing us all together, because that's actually last November um, after I had uh, introduced the strategic plan to the group. We had lunch and at the lunch break, I was talking afterwards to to one of the staff and they said uh, they said one of the division chairs said, Amanda's bringing us all together. And I went, when I heard that, I was like, that is my goal. That's what I've been wanting. And so I was so excited that that actually came through at that level. So yeah, so we are one, we are CPA, you are CPA, we are all CPA. That's amazing. Thank you so much for your time, Amanda. I hope you all the best with your perhaps last year involvement on the board and excited for what you guys will do. Thank you so much for having me, Tiffany. I really appreciate it. Take care. That concludes this episode. I only managed to connect and interview two branches, but I want to recognize that all branches are doing amazing work and are indispensable to our profession. If you would like to learn more about other branches, I have added the link in the episode description. Thank you again for listening to this episode of Paincast. I hope you found it inspiring. To support our podcast, please subscribe and rate the podcast on Spotify or Podbean and share it with your network. Check out the other episode, episode number eight, also produced during my time at Congress, where I interviewed 10 physiotherapists, students, and researchers all over Canada and abroad across acute care, rehab, private practice, in musculoskeletal, neuro, sports, and cardiorespiratory care about pain and how these people support patients in pain. Stay tuned for future episodes on pain and physiotherapy.